Welcome to Best for Disney. We're Jen and Katie, colleagues that have years of experience both traveling to Disney destinations as well as planning trips for our clients. We invite you to listen in as we take time in each podcast to identify the best of the best. Each conversation will focus on a new and exciting aspect of Disney vacations, and we're not afraid to mention things to avoid as well. We're here focused on helping you find the best value for your money, make the most of your time, and create the best memories for you and your family while at Disney. We're excited to bring a little magic into your day, so let's jump right in. Happy New Year, Best for Disney fans. So we are back. We took a little break, enjoyed the holidays with our families, um, spent some time regrouping, resetting, and getting ready for 2021. And we are excited to be back. We're going to call this now season two. Katie, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I feel like you and I usually are talking daily and we just kind of took a little chill time at home. How are you? How have you been? I'm good. We have um, stayed healthy over the holidays and did get to see uh, my parents and the kids got to enjoy a break from school and play with all of their new, I guess they're not toys because they're big kids now. So <laughs> gadgets. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's nice to get back together. So um, how was your holiday, Jen? My holiday was a little different. We um, still have no idea how or where we got it, being careful, but we wound up with COVID in our house and there were four of the five of us that tested positive. And my son was the one that held out strong, but we did find out he has antibodies. So somewhere along the way, we got it. Um, Luckily, we didn't see any family or anyone, so we didn't pass it, but we played a ton of board games, <laughs> so many board games, um, but it was good family time. We we felt mild symptoms, so now we can kind of say, well, been there, done that. It's behind us a little bit, and we're going to move forward, and um, we're ready for a very good 2021. That's where we're looking. I think a lot of people are sharing that um, experience and sentiment right now. Yes. Well, so we thought it would be fun today. Instead of talking Disney or travel, which by the way, I feel like a lot of people are starting to talk travel again. I think the travel bug is biting people, but we wanted to let you guys get to know Katie and I. So we've got some questions for each other. Some of these questions that I'm going to ask Katie and she's going to ask me, we kind of know the answer to, but some of them I don't know the answer to. And we just kind of want to let you guys get a chance to know who we are and a little bit about us outside of the podcast and Disney and all those things. So I'm going to jump right in um, and I'm going to ask you my first question. So Katie, where did you go to college? I went to DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana, which is a small town um, about 45 minutes to an hour from Indy. And um, I, I honestly, I chose that school because it was a couple hours away from my hometown, which is where I, I wanted to get out of, um, you know, being around everybody I had always known. And um, I was feeling frustrated with the college selection process and we were touring campuses and DePa had a gorgeous tree and I could picture myself sitting under the tree and studying. And so that was really what made the decision for me. Um, <laughs> I love so it. I don't regret it at all. It was a great experience. So um, what about you, Jen? So I uh, slightly opposite of you was at a much, much bigger school, but not far. Um, I went to Indiana University. So I went to IU Bloomington and I loved it. I loved everything about it. 
I still, my kids bleed cream and crimson. They, you know, root for IU and they say boo Purdue. And we're just, we're huge IU fans. My husband went there as well. Um, and like you, it was just an amazing experience. And it does feel like it was a millennium ago. I mean, it feels so long ago now, but um, I look back on college as some of my favorite days. So I, I hope that, you know, everyone has a great college experience because it was fantastic. And while I have a DePaul license plate on my car and I own two DePaul sweatshirts, anyone who knows you, Jen, knows immediately <laughs> where you went to school because it's, it's just, it's everywhere. You, you, uh, like you said, you bleed crimson and cream for sure. Yeah, there's no secret true. there. <laughs> no, there's no secret. You're right. You're right. And I'm not ashamed at all. I'm proud of that. Go Hoosiers. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, tell me this, Jen. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up before you became a travel planner? What was your 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 childhood dream? So I wanted to be a teacher. And that is actually what I did. So I went to college, like we said, at IU, and I studied um, elementary and special education. And after graduating, I taught special ed in an elementary school for um, a handful of years before having kids. So I, to this day, I still loved it. It was amazing. My caseload of students were primarily students with autism or behavioral disorders. And, you know, I went home every night super exhausted, but I also had this full heart that just was exploding all the time, watching these kids change and develop and adapt to things. Um, and I have to say, I love social media because some of the students that I had way back when, I'm still friends with their parents on social media. So I'm watching them grow up and it just warms my heart when I see them off to college or moving on to do things. My goal was to be a teacher and that's what I did until I had kids. And then I stayed home with them for a while. And then I began the travel planning aspect of my life. So what about you, Katie? What did you um, want to be when you grow up or what did you do before? Well, way back when, um, when I was young, I wanted to be um, a doctor. I wanted to be a trauma surgeon. I was looking oh, wow. for something that was different every day. Um, I've never really been one for a strict routine and I get kind of bored easily, I guess. So that was kind of my goal. And after I went to college, I had a professor that I loved that was, that taught English. And so I changed my major and ended up um, also getting a teaching degree. So I taught seventh grade um, English for several years before having kids. Um, we have that in common yeah. and, um, you know, and did that until my oldest was born and then have kind of not really looked back for that um, because I wanted the flexibility in my schedule to be able to be around for my kids and volunteer and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think so, there's a handful of teachers on our team of travel yeah. planners. I think there's a handful of former teachers. So I guess maybe it lends itself well to, you know, our new path and career that we're on, but um, we definitely both came from similar backgrounds. It's interesting. Um, okay. I've got a fun one for you. You're in the car, you're by yourself, which, you know, we both know doesn't happen very often. Right. But you're in the car, you're by yourself. What are you doing? What are you listening to? What's happening in the car? Like what's going on? Are you on the radio? Are you on the phone? What are you doing? So I guess I'm embarrassed to admit that I really like to talk on the phone in the car. And so, um, I have, Hold on. Um, we have a podcast. Answering. 
We have a podcast where we just talk. I don't think it's embarrassing to admit that you like to talk. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, But I will, I'll call clients or I'll call my mom or I'll call a colleague or I'll call a friend. But that's my preference is to be on the phone in the car. I guess I, I don't like to be idle and I'm a multitasker. So if I can, you know, get conversations out of the way while I'm driving, it sort of feels like killing two birds with one stone. If it's too early or nobody is around, or I don't have anyone on my agenda to call, um, I listen to a lot of NPR. Um, but if it's music, I am a huge Jason Mraz fan, though I will say that right now my favorite song is probably Bang because one of the moms on my son's baseball team always plays it like while they're warming up. And so I kind of got hooked because it reminds me of baseball and brings up all these exciting feelings. And, um, you know, I love the kids walk up songs. So I like to really We've never done walk-up songs until this year. So um, I love it. Fun for me to have music. So I love that. I know, I know you are a music fan too. So how about you? What goes on when you're in the car? I am a music fan. I have to say, I love that you said you love Jason Mraz because when I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like heads down working, I always have Jason Mraz in my AirPods. That's what I'm listening to. It's Jason Mraz. That's my like zone work really? mode. Yes. Nonstop. It's crazy. I did not know you love Jason Mraz. Um, oh, that's not my- I have a fedora. I've seen him live several times. Oh. I've seen him live alone. Like I went to his concert by myself. I think um, I remember so this I now. Oh, yeah. I have not seen him live, but he is. He's I have my, the like, Build-A-Bear. <laughs> oh my God. problem. <laughs> I love, well, I'm not that in love, but I do love him. So that's adorable. Um, yeah, no, that's not my car music though. That's my like sit at my desk, work zone into work. He gets me working and motivated, but, um, in the car, I'm, it's one of three things. So I don't call just anybody in the car, but I can guarantee you I've calling my mom if I'm in the car by myself. And I don't even know if I have a reason, but it's like automatic, pick up the phone, call my mom. And it might be a five minute conversation. It might be a 25 minute We might talk two or three times during a car trip, but I'm always calling my mom in the car. Um, And then if I'm not doing that, I've really gotten into some podcasts. So especially if I'm heading to like the grocery, I'll start a podcast in the car and then I'll pop in my AirPods and go in the grocery and keep listening to it. And there's a couple podcasts I really, really love. One of them is called Smartless. It is with uh, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And they bring a guest, like one of the three of them brings a guest on and doesn't tell the others who it is. And it's just fun. Like I find myself laughing in the car. So even though I'm not talking to someone, I feel like I'm interacting with people, you know, so I kind of love that. But if I'm not doing a podcast, then I either have on country radio, which my husband usually can only last for so long on it, (laughs) or I'm listening to um, 90s alternative music. And that's kind of the new jam. (laughs) I mean, nothing wrong with that. The amount of nineties alternative songs that my kids now know, it kind of makes me proud to be honest. So that's that's what's happening in my car. I understand. We got Beat Saber for the Oculus for Christmas. And I was really like, I'm going to need Green Day. And my kids are like, mom. And I'm like, it's not negotiable. Yeah, no, (laughs) non-negotiable. Okay. I've got another question for you. What is a guilty pleasure that you cannot live without? Maybe a show, a food. I feel like I might know what you're going to say, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I I was, I'm thinking about this and there's, there's definitely an obvious answer here. Um, I 
am addicted to chewing ice. Yes, I knew it. I chew ice all day and all well not at night but like I I mean it's it's a problem it's a problem and um my dentist and I have an agreement that he doesn't oh. bring it up and <laughs> you know I, I I'm particular it's the softer ice it's okay but I was gonna um, ask is there yeah. a specific kind of ice like do you like the little oh. tiny pellet ice do you like the ice from the ice maker in the fridge like what ice is it you know, I am equal opportunity ice chewer. <laughs> um, you know, it's changed over time. And, and I've only been doing this for a couple of like maybe two years, but um, I like oh, I the ice that. in my freezer after like I fill it full of water and then it softens it up. And, you know, my dog shares a couple of ice cubes, oh, like yeah. he has his and I have mine. Um, but no, it's, it's, that's, I don't know if it's a stress relief or what it is, or it's like, you know, a healthy snack, if it is, if you can call it that, you know, it <laughs> yeah. gives me a crunch yeah. without eating chips. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> your, your yeah. guilty pleasure is a lot better for you than mine is. Let's What's yours? Well, much like I bleed cream and crimson and everyone around me knows that I'm an IU fan. Everybody around me knows that I will be found with a fountain diet Coke or a fountain Coke zero. That's my, and it would be much better for me if I just chewed ice all the time. So let's be honest. Um, but that is my guilty pleasure. That is my, oh my gosh, this day has been stressful. Oh, there's my diet Coke. I'm going to feel, but not a can diet Coke, not a bottle of diet Coke. It needs to be a fountain diet Coke. And I'm well, picky. everyone understands that. I mean, the fountain formula is definitely different, but I, funny story when we were staying at Coronado Springs a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> or well, I guess it was a month ago now. <laughs> They didn't have the food court fully open yet because they were still just newly reopening the resort that we were staying at. Mm -hmm. And it was a problem because Jen couldn't get her Diet Coke in the morning. And it was, it was, there was a major conversation had about (laughs) how we could come up with a fountain Diet Coke. So I think you offered me ice and I looked at you like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it, it is, it's my thing. It's, I don't know. And I'm picky about where it comes from too. Like, I don't like Speedway gas station. I don't, I love McDonald's ones. I love, uh, there's just different ones that I like and different ones that I don't like Thornton's. There's a Thornton's gas station near our house. They have good little ice and it tastes good. And I don't like tiny skinny straws. I like big fat straws. <laughs> it's, it's a big complex. It really is yeah. like, and Brian knows like, that's my, don't drink it. That's mine. If we go somewhere in the morning and he gets a coffee and I get a diet Coke and then he tries to take mine. If I'm still at the place where we can refill it, fine. But once we've left, it's off limits. Like, what are you doing? This is no longer a sharing space. This is mine. I don't want your coffee. Don't drink my diet Coke. See, and I'm not a soda person at all. So I, I don't care for it. I, I drink tea. Um, I love sweet tea, but I'm, I'm off sweet tea again right now. Um, but I will, you know, but my husband drinks a lot of Coke, but it's nice because we, there's no sharing that happens here because well, you guys have I don't a like system. So you mentioned Brian. Okay. And, yes. and I had the opportunity to spend time with both you and Brian when we were in Disney a couple of months ago. Um, so I know you guys have been married a long time. What makes him your Prince Charming? I know it's cheesy, but the two <laughs> of you are so cute together that it's, it's really fun to hang out with you. And I think that, um, you know, you guys are kind of, you know how some couples are like a perfect match, you know, like the same level of fun and the same level of like, um, energy. I feel like you guys are right there. So you're so sweet. Well, that 
that's really a compliment to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right, fine. (laughs) But what makes him uh, super special? You know what? So Brian and I met in high school. I mean, I was 16 when we met. We started dating when I was 17. We have been together ever since. We've never broken up. We've been together through everything. And I don't know. I think part of the specialness there is the fact that we did kind of grow up together. You know, we've gone from these young kids to now all the stresses of life and all these things. And he's always got my back. He's always there for me. Um, He and I have a tendency to both be very opinionated. And we, um, I should say, allow each other to be opinionated, although that also means we argue. (laughs) But the nice thing is we can argue without it becoming this big ordeal. Like he has a different opinion and I have a different opinion. And some days we'll get super angry at each other. And then out of nowhere in the middle of an argument, one of us will get too extreme or say something stupid and we'll both just start laughing. And we're both like, okay, this is dumb. You know, I mean, I just think we have this ability to be ourselves and he allows me to be myself and he's always supportive I mean, I know these are all these like corny cliche things, but I think that's the big thing. It's not like these grand romantic gestures or any of those things. It's just the reality of being real with each other and loving each other for who we are. So I think that is what makes him so special to me is that it's just totally comfortable and easy and meant to be, I guess. What about you? Because I love spending time with you and your Brian and you guys, I mean, the four of us laughed so hard during that trip. It was awesome. And I can't wait for this stinking pandemic to be over. So you guys can come over to our house for dinner and our kids can hang out and we can hang out. But you know, you guys definitely seem very happy and look lovingly at each other and, you know, make jokes with each other. So what makes him your Prince Charming? Well, I don't know about all that, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, we met in college um, and kind of like you, like as as soon as we were together, we were together. Like that was it for for both of us, I think. Um, And he's a couple of years older than me. And, um, you know, (laughs) we we met over making s'mores um, and he does it wrong. And it's kind of a a joke because... (laughs) You know, I, I'm a set it on fire and let it burn kind of person, which says no, a lot about no, my personality. No. And he is like a slow and evenly mm-hmm. toasted and Golden. he's very patient and, <laughs> you know, and, and we'll wait and wait and wait. And I don't have that. So I would say that we are opposites in a lot of ways. And um, he puts up with my set it on fire and let it burn kind of personality. <laughs> and I appreciate his patience and, um, you know, I think we, we complement each other well. Um, but you know, it's just kind of like, he's not afraid to, you know, he does the dishes, he does the laundry, he steps yeah. up with the kids and, um, you know, we're really partners. It's not, yeah, you're um, a team you're a true team, you know, right. It's not one of us over the other. And, and obviously there are days, you know, with this whole, he works in healthcare and, and so with the whole pandemic, he's had a lot of extra responsibilities that have been really stressful for him. Um, but you know, he also knows how to have a good time and he's willing to do that. And that's important to me. Cause like I said, I get 40. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you gotta keep doing things, keep going. We have to be busy all the time for sure. So, well, speaking of busy, obviously when you go to Disney, you can do it many different ways and you, we know 
from planning clients trips, we've seen many different types of trips, right? But what would be your perfect Disney day? Not your husband's, not the boys, but you, if you were fully in charge of planning one day at Disney, what would it look like? I mean, we don't have to have minute by minute, but you know what I mean? Oh, I can give you minute by minute. I know. But... I know. That's why her brain <laughs> yeah. was thinking. And I was like, this yeah. is only like a 40 minute podcast, but you can go wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I would get there at rope drop. Like I'm an, I'm an open to close kind of person, obviously magic kingdom. Um, I, I'd want time to people watch, um, lots of time on big thunder mountain railroad. I, you know, my preference would be to ride it five or six times, hands down my favorite, <laughs> um, attraction in all of the parks. Um, you know, and dinner at Crystal Palace with Eeyore. Um, I'm probably the only one who says no need to stop by. Food. Just keep talking. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the donkey. Um, but you know, I love the shows and the parades and the fireworks. So when all of that's back, like just, and I love to watch other people reacting. I mean, now that I've been several times, you know, it's still magical to me, but to be able to experience the magic from other people, um, I, I absolutely love that. So it would be a lot of food, a lot of big thunder, um, no space mountain, not even once. Um, space <laughs> you might die the next time. List. I mean, yeah, you it, thought you were going to die I, the first it time. Happen. It could happen. Um, <laughs> But, and, and probably have all of my favorite people, you know, my parents, my kids, uh, I have an aunt and uncle that live down there that we go with pretty, pretty regularly. You guys, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm not easy to do Disney with because I have my own and, you know, I'm sure you're the same way. Like we do it my way, but um, yeah, we blended well though on our trip. I think we I made think it work. We, well, yeah, we did. and because we both have been fairly recently, we were willing well, to, compete, you know, and it wasn't. <laughs> so that's how about true. you favorite Disney day? Um, I mean, mine would involve my husband and my kids for sure. Just like you said, I want them there. I love experiencing it with people. We've taken my sister a few times. Um, it's not my parents' cup of tea. They've done it a few times, but they're not crazy Disney people. So my sister gets to do it with us. And I know we've talked about it before, but she's 13 years younger than me. She's kind of smack between the age of Brian and I and my kids. So it's awesome because she can fluctuate between feeling like an adult and feeling like one of the kids and she loves it just as much as they do. So, you know, I'd probably want her there with us and uh, my in-laws love it. Like you said, I love the bigger group as long as I'm in control, <laughs> as long as I'm telling her what to do. Um, and I would struggle because I, I want to be in Magic Kingdom, but I also really love Epcot. So I know we would park hop a little bit. Park hoppers want... back. You're allowed to I do know. that. <laughs> I love the food in Epcot. I love the worlds in Epcot. I love people watching in Epcot. I mean, there's so much people watching in Epcot. But I'm going to have to be in Magic Kingdom for a while and hit a parade. Um, I want to see the fireworks if those, you know, once those are back. I love all those different things. Dinner. Hands down, we're going to be at Narcoosie's. I love Narcoosie's. It's at the Grand Floridian. It's my favorite. That's my, but it, you know, it's, it's a, a late new dinner. favorite for me too. Oh, yeah, yay. I was a fan. Yeah, I mean, I would jump around, and I would be like you: park open to park close. You know, let's say we go rope drop at Magic Kingdom, but Epcot's open till midnight. Well, guess what? I'm going to be at whatever park is open the latest until it shuts down. And the next morning I'm going to do it all again. I mean, we come home from Disney exhausted because we are open to close, open to close, open to close. We started figuring a little time in there for pool, um, mostly because our favorite home away from home is the beach club. So you got to use that pool. But I do feel like I'm being bad to the parks when I'm not in the park and I'm enjoying the pool, but I've allowed us pool days now. So, um, yeah, we would stay at the Yotter beach club and 
hit at least Magic Kingdom and Epcot on those days, Narcusi's dinner, that would be my perfect Disney World day. Okay, so I'm going to jump off of that. So if you worked at Disney World, what Ooh. job would you have? Ooh, I've never thought about that. I mean, deep in my heart, I, I'm a theater geek. I mean, I did musicals and shows all through high school. I still love Broadway and all those productions. So if you're asking me true deep down, what would I want to do? I would want to be a performer. I would want to be in a parade. I would want to be friends with a character. I would want to do something like that where you are immersed in the environment, you're fully involved and you get to interact with kids and families and see their faces. That would be my dream job. What about you? Um, I still am hoping that they call me and ask me to be a parade dancer. So I can't <laughs> sing, but I can mouth the words like the parade dancers yeah, yeah. do. And I would love to wear the big fancy costumes. And I, I you know, that is definitely always been appealing to me to be that person so it sounds like we have similar dreams I like I it. love those yeah so if they ever you know have a 40 something audition right. call out you know we'll make sure we're that there we're we'll go together we'll, we'll get ready and dance our hearts out right. um okay I've got one non-Disney related okay on your phone what is the emoji you <laughs> use the most or do you use emojis like what if you know what's the one that you know you're going to be using multiple times a day I don't really use emojis. So I don't, I don't really know how <laughs> I, I don't really know how. So, um, I, but I do use hearts a lot. Like I will type a message, you know, how, if you type the little arrow in the three, it turns into a little red heart. I mm -hmm. do that a lot of times for people. Um, and I also will do like, you know, a semicolon and a, and a parentheses to get like a winky, winky. So you're the old school. I'm oh, you, but you yeah. get it to transition into it. You don't like actually go search in the emojis for it. You type yeah. in, okay, maybe that's I don't know how English to search in emojis. In you. Maybe I don't you just how. like using semicolons and parentheses because of the English teacher in you. <laughs> yeah. But you know how sometimes like if you're doing like, I don't know if it's like the number eight and the parentheses, like you're making a list and it turns into the little smiley face with the sunglasses. That makes me crazy. I can't stand See, it. See, no, like I, I don't know how to type it. things and turn them into emojis because I just go to the emojis and I use the emojis. So I don't yeah, ever do I, it. it. Well, and I think there are so many emojis that have a secondary meaning that I wouldn't necessarily know. I'd be afraid <laughs> I'd send something offensive. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You're being safe. That's, that's hilarious. I'm going to start so, sending you all kinds of emojis. Just so what emoji should I be using? Well, I'll tell you the ones I use the most. First of all, I love the gifts. I love sending. I mean, I am, I do those nonstop, even with my kids now. It's hilarious when my kids appropriately send me things that make me laugh out loud. Um, but when it comes to emojis, you can be certain that during the day, at least three or four times, I'm going to do the face palm one where the hand is hitting the face. I don't, I, I use it for so many things. I send it all the time. And the other one I use a lot is, um, I'm gonna, how do I describe this on a podcast? If, well, if people know emojis, they're gonna know it. Katie probably won't, but everyone else will. But <laughs> um, it's the one where they're kind of like gritting their teeth, like, and they're, you know, their eyes are looking a little bit kind of like, I don't know, and their teeth are gritted. That's the one I use probably even more than the face palm. Clearly they're I not loves and heart the like face you. Palm. I've tried to use the face palm, but I don't know how to find it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you use it enough, it shows up in your recent emojis. So oh, you can well, test. I don't have any. 
you can send those to me and say, just trying to get these in the top. That's fine. Text me anytime. Okay. Um, okay. Let me think what I know your answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway for anyone who's not aware dogs or cats, Katie. Oh, dogs. I am not a cat person at all. <laughs> um, cats don't like me. I don't care for them. So it's, it's, we're good. Yeah. We're I'm, good. I'm right there with you. I'm dogs and dogs have my whole heart. My house has to have a dog in it. Cats are fine. I feel like cats are a little sneaky and snarky and up to no good. And I'm also allergic to cats. So I'm fine without cats. Yep. No cats necessary here. So, all right. So how about first thing in the morning? Are you a snoozer or are you a hit the ground running? I'm not just a snoozer. I'm a, if I have to be up at seven, my first alarm, no joke, is at 5.45. So no. that I can... <laughs> oh, you're I, a serial snoozer. I am a serial snoozer. And Brian used to be like seven o'clock wake up, seven o'clock alarm. And over the years, he has turned into seven o'clock wake up, 5.45 alarm. So I have trained him to be like me. I mean, I snooze at least three or four times. It's the best sleep I get all night when I get to go back to sleep. That's my opinion. Clearly you are not a serial snoozer based on that reaction. No. Oh, and I have to ask my husband when he's going to set his first alarm for so I can get up first because it makes me want to put a pillow over his face when he is sitting. <laughs> Especially well if I don't have to be up yet. But no, I I am wide awake the moment that and honestly, I usually will wake up three or four minutes before the alarm goes off. And, um, cause I don't like being woken up by the alarm. So yeah. I will just naturally sort of wake up right before so I can turn it off. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I could be fully ready and out the door within 10 minutes. Oh yeah. I could um, too. I'm definitely, and so, I've always been that way. Were you that way in high school? Like, yeah, I did it not drove my parents up. crazy. Yeah. Like I would sleep right until the very last minute and then I'd hit the floor and out the door and, you know, they'd always be nervous. I'd be late and I, you know, it just worked for me. So, but I have one of my kids likes to ease into the day and it makes me crazy. Uh, he's like, can you get me up an hour before we have to leave? I'm like, what are you going to do? Yeah, What do you what need to do for? for an hour? <laughs> yes. It's so funny because like, as you say that this morning, my middle, so I have three kids, right? But my two middle schoolers, they don't start their virtual school until nine ten, and Blake wakes up at 7.30. I mean, he is up when my elementary daughter's up getting ready for school because he likes to take his time and have his morning and do his day. And Morgan, just last night, she came in my room and she said, class starts at 9.10. Can you wake me up at 9.05? And I looked at her and I was like, oh, you're my child. I mean, you are me. And I was like, absolutely, honey. And actually at 9.06, I went, oh my gosh, I forgot to wake her. And sure enough, I was like, Morgan, she was like, okay. You know, she like brushed her hair got on it's virtual school. So it's not like she has to get totally ready yet, but they are complete opposites. And it's hilarious because Morgan is without a doubt, the spawn of me. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay. Only a couple more. I mean, I could ask you questions all day, but what is the last show that you binge watched? Because everybody's binging something during pandemic. They have to be, even if it's late at night when you can't sleep, what's the last show that you like really dug into? I just finished Bridgerton. I'm on the I'm on the third episode. Oh, it's so good. I'm so sad that I'm done because I, I really want a whole nother season. It's so, so good all the way through. It really does remind me of Gossip Girl. Okay, talk about Ooh, 90s. I didn't, pleasures, I didn't right? do that one. Uh, you should do it now. When you Go finish Bridgerton, like it's kind of like, you know, Dawson's Creek 
kind of mm-hmm. like drama yeah. that kind of yeah. you know but has the same sort of flavor with like an external person that's commenting on what's happening and they don't yeah. do it okay yeah. so anyway I didn't watch it when it first came out but I loved it um a couple you know I had a, an assistant actually and she got me hooked on Gilmore Girls I never watched oh, when it first came out I loved Gilmore um, Girls and Gossip Girl and se- several of those so um that one and I like a lot of reality shows so I just started the new bachelor just came on Monday and I really like new bachelor so I'm hoping it'll be a good season but I'm frustrated because now are you like die hard bachelor like do you have you done all okay you kind of go in and out if I like the person if I'm annoyed by like main the bachelor the bachelorette I can't do a whole season but if I think that the person like I could be friends with them in real life like this guy yeah I can do it, but you know, like he kept someone and I was like, there's no way, there's no way. Like, uh, yeah, you know, that's for TV. That's right. It's for TV. Know. And that's annoying to me because she needs to go, but, and anyone else who watched it knows exactly what I'm talking about, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't watch TV in real time. Like I only, I usually have it on like at my desk while I'm working. Um, yeah. we don't really turn on the TV in our house unless it's sports to be honest. So yeah, um, I hear that. We have a lot of sports. I'm glad sports are back. We watch a lot of sports in this house. Yes. What are oh, you? You said you're binging Bridgerton. Do you have oh. something else that you're binging also? <laughs> yeah, um, so I just started Bridgerton by myself. My husband is definitely not watching that one, but that's fine. But we are with our middle schoolers. We are into Schitt's Creek, which we did not do. We kind of came late to the game and I'm obsessed. I love it. It's hilarious. I need David in my life at all times. I think that it's just a really fun show. Um, And then I'm always and forever and will always be binging and always watching Friends. I mean, that's my every night I turn on Friends as I'm falling asleep because I'm one of those people that if I don't have a show on, I get in my head and I start stressing about what I need to do and overthinking my to-do list. So if I turn on Friends, then I just watch friends and I zone out. So that's always been my favorite, you know, all time show, but Schitt's Creek is happening right now in the house and Bridgerton. Those are the two. And then, like you said, sports, it's a lot of sports, IU basketball, Colts football, Cardinals baseball, you know, we're watching lots of sports at all times. Well, I started watching Schitt's Creek a couple of maybe two months ago and, and I watched all but the last season, I guess I haven't quite finished the last season yet. Um, but I will say that that one, I mean, like you said, okay, for middle schoolers, but if anybody hasn't seen Bridgerton, it is not child appropriate. So middle school appropriate, um, not appropriate to watch with your parents. Um, (laughs) I started, my girls were all busy. They were doing uh, cheer and tumbling. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And for the first 10, 15 minutes of Bridgerton, I was like, maybe I should wait. This would be fun with the girls. It's very timepiece. You know, all the costumes are amazing. And then it got real steamy real graphic real fast and I was like oh no 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 this is not yeah. a show to watch with my children <laughs> yeah it feels like it should be something on the CW so you feel like it should be you know family friendly but then it's not so it's not it's not um okay we we probably should wrap up because as much as I love hearing everything about you and and you hearing about me maybe people are sick of it who knows but do you have a couple more I have a couple more I, I have um, one more for you okay all right go ahead what's the most adventurous thing you've ever done I wish you guys could see my face. I don't, I don't know that I'm that adventurous. It's kind of like the emoji with the teeth, you know? Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm doing. And then a face palm. I don't know. 
Um, what is the most adventurous thing? I, this isn't even that great, but it's the one that's coming to mind right now. But when I was in high school, when I was a sophomore in high school, we went to visit family in Arizona. Um, my dad's whole side of the family, he has, there's seven kids in his family and then everyone has their own kids and all that. So it was great. Cause we all got together and we went to the grand Canyon and a bunch of us hiked and we hiked like four miles down into the grand Canyon and we camped out overnight in the Canyon. And then we hiked back out. And it sounds like this wonderfully glorious thing, but the trail we went on, we probably should not have been on. Um, we had my aunt with us who was older and it was kind of a crazy trail. There were spots where when I look back on it now, I'm surprised no one died. I'm, I mean, dead serious. It was really, there were some scary, scary parts. We ran out of water coming back out. I mean, there was just a lot of craziness. Of course, it was this huge building experience and we all felt really close. And I look back on it with these amazing memories. But when I talk about it with my dad now, because my mom stayed back with my sister who was really little. So it was my dad and my brothers and I, you know, I remember he told me like when we were sleeping in the bottom of the canyon, which by the way, Oh my God. Amazing. Like I've never seen stars like that. Um, but he said he dreamt that he watched each of us fall off the cliff, like coming back out. So he, it was a very stressful thing. So that maybe was my most adventurous. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not the most adventurous person. I don't have the most exciting things, but that was a pretty exciting, crazy, stressful, thrilling time. What about you? What's your most adventurous thing you've ever done? Well, I'm not super adventurous either, but we've done some things like on excursions for cruises and whatnot, you know, I've been snorkeling and, um, but we had the opportunity to go to Costa Rica, um, about a, um, well, a year and a half ago on an adventures by Disney trip. And there were several adventurous things. I was really looking forward to whitewater rafting. I was on board for mm. that. I was really looking forward to the, there's sort of a real life jungle cruise. We're in a boat looking at all the animals, but I was terrified about the zip line and what I thought it was going to be and what it was were completely different. I thought it was one big zip line. It ended up being eight different zip lines. So once you start, you can't oh stop. Like you have to do it because you're in the middle of the rainforest. And I'm guessing you had to like unattach and reattach your clip, right? Well, the way that it works is that you, right. You climb up on a box and they clip you in and you're holding a handle on this particular one. I had a handle um, and you're wearing a helmet and like a safety gear, but then, you know, they, they push you and then there's another guy that catches you at the next okay. sort of station. And then, but you have to like lift your legs up and try to slow yourself down and you have to like shake your hand piece, um, your handlebar to kind of as a break. Um, but it's pretty intense and I was not good at breaking. So I, I was the definition of coming in hot. Um, <laughs> and you know, once you, you do the first one and you're kind of like, I don't really want to do this. Um, but you, we, I was with a lot of other travel planners and I felt some pressure and there was another yeah. woman who was really like worked up and upset. So I didn't want to, you know, be like her. <laughs> so <laughs> I did it. And then, but I, you know, then I realized I had to continue to do it over and over. And it was, I'm glad I did because I said, now I can say I've done it, but Would you do it, it again. Um, <sighs> I, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it necessarily, but I'm not really a scenery kind of person. Like I want to go do yeah. something. I don't want to yeah. like, look at it. Um, but you know, I'm really glad I did it. So if my kids were like, mom, I really want to do this. Like, would I do it? Sure. Was I safe? 
Yes. Was it fun? Not my favorite thing. I'd rather whitewater raft all day long. So do you have, like, I have a paralyzing fear of heights. So that would take over for me on a zip lining thing. Are you afraid of heights or? No, no, the height wasn't the issue for me. I mean, when you realize that you're above the trees and that the t- trees are like, you know, 70 feet tall and you're, you know, yeah. 40 feet above them. My issue was the lack of control. And in some of the cases, each of the different lines we did had a different name. Um, and indicative of like its special quality. Like one was Speedy Gonzalez. Okay. So you can like it was fast because it went downhill. One was called, I think, Big Bertha because it was just really, really long. It took like, you know, you're thinking a zip line, you're thinking like 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Like this one took like three whole minutes to get to the other side. And that's a long oh, time. If you're by yourself, there's not time. anyone with you. So if something, I mean, I guess I was worried that I'd get to the middle and stop, but that's not a thing. Like you don't really do that. Right. And, and they they have a plan in, you know, if something were to happen, like they would come and rescue you. Um, but, yeah, but three there were some, minutes, that's a long time. Yeah. And some of them, you couldn't see the other end. Like there was fog or, you know, you go through a tree canopy or something and like, you know, you're just jumping off this platform going into. Oh my gosh. Base, but you can't see where it ends. And that was a little bit intense for me, but the idea of being kind of alone and, um, so yeah, I'm glad I did it. You know, I yeah. asked for an extra like safety strap, like, so I was hooked in an extra l- layer of, you know, wide two hooks instead of one, I guess, um, just to make me feel more secure. Cause they knew yeah. I was scared, but yeah, so, well, now so you glad I did it. it. So glad I did it in Costa Rica. Um, but you know, that's not normally something that I would like sign up for, but I'm glad that I didn't check it out. So See, it's good to step out of your comfort zone and do things. So yeah. and on vacation, and then you come home with that adrenaline rush. Well, I love it. Well, I have loved getting to drill you with some questions. I learned some things about you. I didn't know. Hopefully you learned a few things about me. Um, hopefully our listeners enjoyed just getting to know us from outside of the whole Disney's perspective, but Um, You know, we'll jump back in with another episode soon that's more Disney-centered or vacation-centered, but we hope that everybody is having a great start to their new year. Maybe everyone should find something adventurous to do in 2021. Maybe that's a goal people should have. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe, or maybe it is. Maybe people are listening, thinking like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. Well, happy new year, everybody. So our wish for you for 2021 is happiness, health, and adventure. I couldn't have said it better. 